Welcome to the first episode of the Screen Crunch Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mrs. Video, Olive. Howdy doody, everybody. Welcome to our first episode. Uh, Thanks to a small bird for letting us use her brilliant song, uh, Teen Worm. And uh, my co-host, as always, is... Your husband, Mr. Video, Sam. <laughs> it's my husband, Mr. Video. Hello, Samuel. Um, how Hello. are you? How are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? I am doing very well. It's Star Wars Day. Um, it is Star Wars Day. I'm just, I'm just chilling. What I like is that when we talked about recording today, yesterday, you were like, well, we have to talk about Lego Star Wars because it's Star Wars Day. And I'm like, but we're not releasing it on Star Wars Day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the listeners are going to be really juiced at the idea that it was recorded on Star Wars Day. <laughs> it's a powerful day. They'll have vivid memories of what they did on May the <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll take them back. Yeah, uh, I instant nostalgia. I haven't decided what day of the week this podcast will drop on. Um I don't know. I, 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 I have like a one podcast for every day of the week. I'm thinking maybe Saturday. Ooh, bold. Okay. I don't think I have a Saturday podcast, and I feel like we can fill that niche. Okay. Yeah, I definitely don't have a Saturday podcast, so. Um, anyway, we welcome to Screen Crunch. It's a podcast about video games. It is the first podcast about video games, and it's the only podcast about video games. Um... So I am, if you're listening to this, it's probably because of me, not to brag. <laughs> um, I'm a cartoonist. I make a comic called Ray the Doe, and I like video games. And Sammy Boy, why don't you, what, what's your What's your whole deal? What, what games do you like, etc.? Um, I am Olive's longtime friend. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> um... No, I, I, I work in video. Uh, some of my favorite games include uh, Just Cause 2. Um, that's the only one I can think of off the bat, but that's probably like the one. I think that tells a lot about a person. Well, I Just think, Cause 2. I think something, something I love about your taste in games and something that really gets me amped about doing this podcast with you is you have very niche taste in games, but not in the way... That people traditionally do like yeah thank you (laughs) traditionally if you're like oh i have niche taste in games you're like oh you play like something like you play like you're really into dynasty warriors or like you play like uh uh, 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 what is it called trails of cold steel or tales of cold steel whatever that series is like you play like an obscure jrpg or Something like that. But instead, you are like, I'll be like, hey, Sam, what are you playing? And you'll just be like, I'm playing NBA Street. And I'm like, what? Or I'll be like, what are you playing? And you're like, I'm playing El Shaddai. (laughs) I'm playing Connect Star Wars. See, I went through this um, rough phase last summer. I don't know what kicked it off, but I decided to buy as many bad xbox 360 games as i could i want to fill in my collection um with just like the worst games not even like necessarily bad just forgettable games mm-hmm. um yes. so i picked up at the time like uh, brink and time <laughs> shift and wet remember wet <laughs> <laughs> i try not to I don't you, section eight naughty bear like the list oh, was I love on section and eight. On. i was thinking about section eight like a few days ago Section 8 was so good. I played the, uh, I don't know if it was a demo or a beta, so, so much. It was like the summer I got my, my 360. Um, and I never got the full game until a couple months ago. And I still haven't played it. But <laughs> I just want to own these, like, horrible pieces of media. I was, try- I was trying to find, like, a Section 8 retrospective on YouTube. And it doesn't exist. Is there not exist. one? 
There, it doesn't oh my exist. God. See, it's forgotten. Exactly. It's it, it is the definition of forgotten because when you look up Section Eight on YouTube, it is a bunch of people from when it came out. It's like eight-year-old videos <laughs> that are it's like lost what's, media. What's the deal with this Section Eight game? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> does no one remember this? I don't know how because it was so good. Yeah, I I I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I did buy Naughty Bear, full price when it came out and that was that's amazing that was the worst mistake of my life i can't believe i didn't remember that because that one i did play recently and i i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um i remember it was dragged when it came out but i liked it yeah that's something i appreciate about uh something i appreciate about you is that you're like a big proponent for the forgotten you know you're 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 there to say hey i'm playing eternal sonata yeah, someone has to. Come on. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I am um I wouldn't say I'm niche. Uh I was going to say I'm niche in the traditional sense of like I like uh niche JRPGs, but I really don't at this point. I just I kind of like everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Dark Souls, like Near, like every Nintendo game. I don't know either of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit uh I'm a little bit twisted like the Joker when it comes to my taste in video games. But we don't really need to introduce ourselves that much. You know, we're, 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 it's a podcast about our opinions, I think. The viewer, the listeners, I'm going to keep saying viewers. The listeners can, they can leap right in uh, to, to hearing us talk about video games. So they don't really need the, the soft landing, you know. But we're gonna give it to them. You know why? Because we're polite. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you what do you want to start with? What do you want to talk about first, Sammy boy? Um, I think we should start with Lego Star Wars. We should. I know we have both played that. The other things on our list, um, I don't think there's a lot of crossover there. Yes, we we the 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 two things we have crossover on, we should start with. So let's start with Lego Star Wars. Okay. And. Uh, how far are you in it to, to start off? What, like, um, what movies I, have you done? I have finished one through seven. I have not started eight yet. And I have oh not goodness. touched pretty much any side content. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've done four through six, and then half of one, and then half of seven. Oh, how'd that happen? We uh, started one together. You didn't finish? No, I didn't finish it. Um hmm. I, I, I kind of I haven't played it since we, we we played it together like two weeks ago and I haven't played it since then um, because of uh, another thing we'll talk about later in this podcast Ooh. I decided to Im- out of nowhere start playing a game and it put everything else on the shelf uh, which is funny everything else in your life on the shelf it really did I was like I was like oh Lego Star Wars this is like it, the, the, the thing I'll start with with Lego Star Wars is that it's like a dream game for me. Like, it really is. Because, um, you know, I'm 26. I love mm-hmm. Star Wars. I have mm-hmm. to. I'm not allowed to not. No. Um, and I've played all the... I, like, I grew up with Lego Star Wars, and I just remember when Last Jedi came out, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait for them to make a Lego Star Wars for this... Uh, for this sequel trilogy like i can't wait for that and then they didn't and it made me very years passed yeah and yeah well do you have any idea why did you play the force awakens game because i didn't even realize that came out i i didn't realize that came out either like until like three years later i was like wait they made what and at that point i was like i'm all like (laughs) i think i found out that game came out after last jedi was already out and at that point, I was like, well, I want to play The Last Jedi as Legos. Yeah. Um, you could just go back and play Episode Four Lego. That, that game was already out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I love about Lego Star Wars is that even the bad Star Wars movies are good in Lego Star Wars. Because Lego Star Wars is so uninterested in like telling an actual story. It's just kind of like, it's just like a Cliff Notes version of it. Um, have you gotten to the part in 
Phantom Menace where it turns into like a top-down uh, tower defense game because that is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> they just <laughs> they throw everything out the window to yeah they turn like the most boring game in the entire or excuse me most boring movie in the entire collection into something wildly different. There's not another part in that game that I've played that's like that. So that well, is what I appreciate. Yeah, what I love is that it is. Um, they show a lot of like reverence for the movies, obviously. Because it's a game, like, adapted from them and has a lot of fan service and all that. But in a lot of weird ways, it has the opposite, where it's kind of just, like... <laughs> it'll take famous scenes and just, like, make them five seconds long, but then be like, Alright, it's time for a half-hour-long level about Chewbacca going to the barber. <laughs> yeah, there's some very important scenes missing. It's really funny. I don't know who decided to cut those, but... <laughs> yeah, like, 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 as an example... Uh, the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, there's, like, a 20-minute-long mission that's, like, this is how Han found Luke. And then they cut out, like, Han act like, like, Han actually finding Luke is, like, five seconds long. There isn't anything with, uh, Luke having to, uh, kill his Tauntaun and sleep inside it. There's nothing with, like, really with the, with the, with the, with the Yeti monster. I forgot its name. I'm a fake Star Wars fan. Wampa. Wampa. Um, I just watched it the other night. Hell yeah. Um, I love that the trash compactor monster is a boss fight, but the Wampa isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Truly <laughs> visionary game director. Uh, like, I, like, I'm not even complaining. I just think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, oh, I, really, I really enjoy it. I don't have a lot to say about it, just... Uh, I just love the Lego games. I love breaking stuff. I love going through all the Star Wars movies. I haven't played a Lego game since probably um, the second Lego Star Wars game. I actually, I played a little bit of Lego Batman many, many years ago. Um, so I haven't played any of the, the modern ones. I don't know how this compares to those, um, but I do know that if this game came out when I was a kid or if I was a kid now playing this, it would have been the greatest experience of my life. Oh, greatest absolutely. experience of all time. Like... Even now, I will just, like, walk around these beautiful levels for hours and hours and, and explore. I can't imagine having having that now. And have they all been like this? Have you played any other LEGO games? Uh, I played the Wii U one, LEGO City Undercover. Oh, yeah. And kind of, um, like, the this is definitely the biggest LEGO game and definitely the most, like, um, from a gameplay standpoint the most like like i don't think well i i think that lego force awakens was also like a third person shooter but i think this one really like leans into it in a way that the other games have not okay um so yeah i i really think that because because they kind of haven't been releasing lego games while they were working on this which is oh really um, well, yeah, I think I feel like there was a big gap between this and the last Lego game they released. Hmm. Um, I've been so far out of the loop. Yeah. Um, I gotta pick up uh, Lego City Undercover. It's pretty good. I got it on uh, Xbox. Oh, you know what I bought? I bought Lego Jurassic Park the other day. Whoa. And Have that, you touched that? Uh, no. <laughs> it was five bucks, and I was like, man, I love Jurassic yeah, Park. Um... And uh, I have yet to play it. You got to come over. We got to play some Lego Jurassic Park together. Okay. Is it like original Jurassic Park or the new ones? I believe it's one through three and then also Jurassic World. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'll play that. That sounds great. Hell yeah. Let's do it. I, I cool. rewatched Jurassic Park recently. Um, holds up, man. What a, what a great movie. Um, the first one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 there's literally nothing scarier in life than a, a raptor opening a door. <laughs> L- nothing scarier. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Do, do you have anything else to, to drill down on with this Lego Star Wars? I feel like there's... It's kind of just like a really good Lego and a really good Star Wars game. 
It is. I was going to complain a little bit about the episodes off. one and two. They're just you haven't gotten there yet, so I don't want to like. No, no, know, go ruin your your experience. No, no, don't, go back. Go off on it. Go. They're off. just really boring. Mm-hmm. There are moments in them, um, but I guess the movies are entertaining. But parts of one and two in the game, I just I was really struggling to get through those. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's if that's their fault or not their fault, but I don't know if that's because of what they were working with or what, but yeah, those are my least enjoyable parts of the game so far. But other than that, I love it. And that's that. Yeah. Is, is there a favorite movie of the ones that you've played? Like Lego form? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 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 in the Lego, the Lego star Wars game, this new one specifically, is there a movie that stood out to you? Um, no, I don't think so. I did like Revenge of the Sith. I thought that was fun. The the Anakin uh, Obi Wan fight was was well done. But again, they they cut out some weird stuff from that that movie and that <laughs> scene. Um, you'll get I, there. I imagine the younglings uh, li- <laughs> live to fight another day in the Lego version. Yes, they do. <laughs> that would have been a weird thing to keep in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably no, that, so far. No, they actually make that into a whole level. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I, I love that. Like, I don't like Revenge of the Sith. I know that it has defenders. Um, yeah, I know. I do love that just out of all of Star Wars, I love that it it's such a, a sore thumb. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, every Star Wars is, like, fun family fought. Uh, like, like like fun family friendly space adventures and <laughs> revenge of the sith is just like brooding yeah i love well, it well it's it's the, i love it for that it's 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 goth culture it does what it needs to do i really liked uh, return of the jedi yeah um, we just watched that the other night and um there were a couple parts that were a bit long in the tooth um uh, <laughs> in the movie or game oh uh in the movie actually oh, okay. i don't remember the i don't remember the game yeah i thought that was a really i thought they like made that really fun like no jabba's jabba's palace was fun then there was like a speeder bike chase oh the speeder chase was great in the game yeah which is funny because in the movie that's the part that was too long but in the game that was really good that's a good level <laughs> long in the tooth <laughs> now sam this is the main event what we're going to oh, talk boy. about right now wow thank goodness so i've been waiting the main event <laughs> 15 minutes into the podcast that's how main events work um mm-hmm. the play date baby um yeah so for listeners the play date if you haven't heard about it it is a tiny little handheld kind of looks like a game boy but like a fourth of the size yeah it, and it's square it's square, yes. It's square, it is tiny, it is about... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> what happened? I dropped my phone. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Start so over. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm holding my Playdate right now. And for reference, I have an iPhone XR. It is about the same thickness of an iPhone XR. People could just Google image this. I don't know why I'm going to so much effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paint it's a about, picture in their minds. Yeah, yeah. This is please, um, but it's about half the height. I would say it's half the height of a. So it's very small. It's a small device. Mm-hmm. It's a nice warm yellow, it's, and it's got uh, a, a fun little party trick. Yes, it has a crank on the side. An analog crank. Yeah, which actually feel- I guess it has two party tricks, because the screen is one bit. There's no backlight. It's just black and yeah, white. It's- it's like a it's like an it's like a, a Game Boy sort of aesthetic it, it takes on. But um there's like a lo- a little bit of graphical power here mm-hmm. to it. Uh it's not Yeah, I've heard people say it's like as strong as the DS, right? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was that strong, but like um and a lot of the games for it, they've shown like there there's some pretty advanced like pixel animation like one of the games on it is a surfing game and the wave looks really good and there's kind of, like there's a lot of um frames of animation for the board 
that it looks 3D. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's um, it's re it was released by Panic, which is the people who published Untitled Do uh, Goose Game. They're also famous for releasing iOS software, or uh, maybe just not iOS, but maybe just software for Apple computers. I have no idea. I'm not an Apple person, so I haven't mm -hmm. really heard about them through that. I knew about them through Untitled Goose Game. Mm -hmm. But this is a indie handheld, and uh, another one of its party tricks is that it comes with a season of games, uh, 24 games in total, and every week they release two new games. And on top of that, you can sideload in indie games, and um, yeah, the me and Sam, I, I did not know Sam got it. I saw him post on Instagram a picture of him holding it, and I just about died. I was like... Yeah, it was a nice another, surprise. I have another soldier on the front lines <laughs> of this There console. are two of us. Truly. Like, uh, you, you know what I just realized about me? What? Any console that is... This isn't a dying console. This isn't an unsuccessful console. I'm not saying it is, but this is... Just because it's an indie piece of hardware, it's going to have less people buying it. Oh, it's extremely niche. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's niche. But I bought a Wii U, I bought a Vita, I bought a PSVR. Um, I'm sure if I had access to a, a, a debit card when the Kickstarter launched, I would have been a Ouya guy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I wanted one so bad. Um, I totally fell for all the marketing of the Ouya. Do you, do you remember on live? Yeah, I had on live. I did too. I did too. I didn't I have the box, but I, I, I had wanted a to get the box, and my dad was like, "No, this is a horrible idea," and he was right. And I really regret not having the box, just to like hold it and be like, "Look, everyone." Yep. I had, and one. now it's just PlayStation Now, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. I believe in the end, people... you you won. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know what it is, but I have this tendency of when like a weird little piece of technology or, or, or uh, hard, video game hardware comes out that I can tell, I can smell <laughs> that I'll be one of three people who own it. I jump on it. And I was actually talking to someone about this. It was actually on a date. I was talking about how I think it was on a date. Or maybe I said it to someone. Maybe I said it to a friend. I don't remember. But I'm going to believe I said it on a date because that's funnier. Um, that is much funnier. That I was, I was saying how, like, there is no stronger bond than people who all bought a piece of video game hardware that is clearly not getting third-party support. <laughs> because they will just be like, I put out a change.org uh, <laughs> petition to get uh, Guacamelee 2 released on PlayStation Vita and I'm just like fellas just buy a Switch <laughs> <laughs> like there's such a strong community they'll buy any game that comes out for it and I'm very attracted to these things so I was one of the uh, well, I'm, I wasn't one of the first people um, but I was in group one of the people who pre-ordered the play date so i got mine about a week ago i would say and mm -hmm. um i think people in like group three have to wait until 2023 to get it so yeah it's a very slow rollout do you um know what your your order number was not your order number your i guess order number what I, unit number it was because mine think, was very low i think it was like 3100 31 oh i think mine was like a thousand something wow so you are probably one of the first yeah well, one of the first first a thousand yeah but, um yeah basically what i'm trying to the point i'm trying to get at i'm being quite long in the tooth with it <laughs> is <laughs> is that uh uh what what was i saying was that to me I don't know. I, like, I forgot where I was. I thought Jamie was talking to you. No, I, just, I got. I had a senior um, moment. What was I saying? You. Were um, saying oh, oh, that oh. You're an early adopter of, of yes, 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 fun yes. things. What I, what I was trying to. So basically, what I'm trying to get at is that 
me and Sam are two are, are some of the first people that have this handheld, and by darn it, we're gonna take advantage of that. This is now a playdate podcast. That's not true, but um, I don't know. I just, we I, we I, should spend time talking about it though. I agree with we that. Sh- we should. I we I should have, keep coming back to it because I love this little thing. I do too. I really love it. I want to talk about a few few of the games on it with you for a little bit right now. Uh, I have not been playing my PS4, Switch, or Xbox. <laughs> um because i've just been playing this it is so fun um so let's just go through some of the games let me load up my menu and i'm just gonna look at what i have at all see your thoughts i want to start with a game that i started playing last night and a little bit after work today it is a third party game so you have to sideload it which is actually really easy i didn't think it would be easy but it actually is uh, it's called. It's so Blue. easy. You could do it from your phone. It's great. Oh really? I didn't know you could do yep. it that easily. You got to teach me after after the podcast. But it's called Bloom. It is a. It. it I wouldn't say Stardew Valley esque game because it's much simpler than that. It's. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to describe it. But uh, it, it, it it's like a very simplified version of Stardew Valley of just kind of like. You plant some flowers, you wait for them to bloom, and then you sell them, make a profit, plant more flowers. And then as this is all happening, you're getting texts from friends and relatives and your landlord. And it's kind of just like a nice little chill social game of just kind of like... um, like learning more about this this protagonist and seeing the the conversation she has with her friends, her girlfriend, um, her parents. What what I was kind of like blown away by is um, I really love how it's re- like the writing is really good. It's really good. So like all the dialogue takes place through the text messages, mm-hmm. um, and you get two choices per response of what you can say. Um, some of them are. Mm, a little well it depends on who your who your character is talking to but some of them are very cutesy and then a lot of them um i find myself choosing because it is like exactly what i would respond in that situation yeah whoever wrote this did a spot on job yeah it's amazing the conversations feel very natural but they also feel like they're really like they're doing a good job of revealing characters relationships with each other and like personalities through text while also just making it feel completely natural Mm -hmm. and what i like is like you said sometimes the dialogue options there are like exactly what i would say and i'm like oh yes perfect this is so natural other times the dialogue is not at all what i would say yeah and then i like think about it i'm like oh this this main character must have like a very strange relationship with her parents or something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and like there's so much to it like punctuation changes whether or not it's capitalized changes based on who she's talking to Mm -hmm. sometimes there are periods talking like the landlord or the the parents yeah exactly it's 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 really they put a lot of attention to detail yeah into the writing the pixel art is gorgeous um it's just very nice and chill to just plant flowers and then just kind of put your play date down and while watching TV or something after 20 minutes, like picking it back up and being like, oh, okay, have they, have they bloomed? They have bloomed. There's also a bunch of like other little mini games. They're kind of just whatever of just like, there's a gotcha pawn. Um, there's an asteroids clone. They're just there to, it's just like cute little silly other things on the side. I really like it. It's just a nice, cute game. It is. I'm looking at the the page on itch.io right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's made by RNG Party Games. They are apparently only three people. I don't know how long they could have worked on this. I mean, the Playdate um, SDK, I guess, the development software, has been out for a while at this point for developers. Yeah. But the system only came out a little while ago. Um, but this game is like it's fully fledged it's it's very good i find myself like looking forward to coming back to it um yeah. to like see you know how these relationships are playing out and when my flowers are done um i also like that the crank isn't like 
a big part of it. I do like the crank. The crank mechanic on the Playdate is great, but this is, it's very subtle. Um, you use it to get up and down between your apartment and the roof garden. And then I think you use it for the um, the gachapon thing. Yeah. And that's kind of it. The rest is just, you know, regular old D-pad and buttons. But uh, it's very, very cute, the implementation mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I really, I really think they did a great job. I they really did. love it. Yeah. Um, so shout out to you guys. Yeah. I, I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, that it takes like a month to beat it. Uh, that does not surprise me. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to, you know, getting to that month. Yeah. Um, something I do find interesting is that it kind of uses a real... They say it uses a real-time clock like Animal Crossing. Well, they don't say like Animal Crossing, but they say it's a real-time social sim. That's how they describe it. Hmm. But what I find interesting is it's not really like Animal Crossing in that sense. Um, because, like, you'll be playing it at, like, 9 a.m. and you'll be texting your girlfriend and she'll be like, oh, I need to go to bed. And at first I was like, oh, is she... Because I think the game takes place in Japan, right? Yeah. I do believe so. Yes. And um, I was yeah, like, oh, d- does maybe her, her girlfriend live in in america is that is that what's going on or something and then over the course of me playing it for like an hour like i think like two days passed within the game so i was like okay the game isn't it isn't real time real time but it yeah is, that's that's the thing that threw me it says real time narrative but other than that um yeah like the real time aspect is that you have to wait for plants to bloom yeah and also that there's a clock on the corner so it's not super real time that's not really um but i guess it is because if you close the app and went to go play something else and came back it's based on the actual time so it is it is in a sense but not in the sense that i was expecting yeah um i will say having the clock on the corner is nice because i will pick it up at like 1 30 and i will go through three dialogue trees and it's like 2 15 and it's like oh my god i played this little <laughs> this little pocket game for so long it's like I'm truly engrossed in it. It's it's very good. It's very good. I really really enjoy it. I really think they knocked it out of that park. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna be saying that about pretty much all the games we're gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> so it makes it sound like we are we're paid uh, playdate shills. shills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, the games we're playing are just great so far. So let's go. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess in a weird way, the sideloaded games are like third-party games. But um, let's talk about a Season 1 game. This is a game that everyone who buys a Playdate gets for free. This is one of the two that uh, is preloaded on. Uh, it's part of the first week. It's called Whitewater Wipeout. <laughs> Sammy boy, how are what? you doing in this game? Ugh, I am... I'm not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a surfing game. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like a high score style, like yeah. arcade game. You use the crank, and you're you're doing stunts, and you're getting points. Um, yeah, and the, there's the wave is cresting over you, so you have to do all your stunts before before you get you know swallowed by the ocean. Um, you got what three attempts before it submits to the leaderboard? Yep. You yep. got three lives. Um, you got three lives, and I am so bad at it, like terrible. Uh, I, I just can't get the mechanics down. I'm at the point where I can gain speed and I can do the tricks. I can do the stunts and I oh, can get do. like four or 5,000 points, but then I go too slow and the wave gets me. I, I don't know how to balance that. So I'm way down there on the leaderboards. I'm ranked number, hold on. Let me just uh, pull out my babe card. Cause I am a babe. Uh, I am ranked Boo. number 20 in the leaderboard worldwide. I am... 20, you went up? I went up baby. Oh my god, disgusting. <laughs> Let me see where I am. I don't know what my problem is. I practice and I practice. Okay. Do you do triple 360s? Yeah. Do you do quadruple 360s? I've done a couple. I am, okay, I'm actually number 266. <laughs> That's higher that. than I thought I was. Let's see. There was a while where I was like 1500. I'm sure I got dropped down a few levels because I haven't. I didn't play yesterday. I'm 22 now. I have uh, 600,000 as my high score. Oh my! My high score is 41,000. <laughs> <laughs> I I do not understand how to play this game. 
are are you are you are you like holding down on the D-pad when you or holding down up on the D-pad? What? When when you hit the top of the wave. The D-pad does something? Yes. Oh, Sammy boy. No wonder. Oh, I've never hit a button. I like I keep calling you Sammy boy during this recording. I've never <laughs> called you that before in my life, but I guess That's I've not just... true. You always call me that. Do I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you super do. Oh my okay. god, the buttons do things. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if you hold if you hold up then uh you'll like uh it'll be easier to rotate. Like your rotation will be a little bit faster. It'll make you jump up a little bit more. It's hard to time it though. Wow. You are yeah. truly changing my life right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to practice after this. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, Whitewater Wipeout. When I when I first started playing this cuz it's one of the games that that comes with the play date. I was so bad at it. I could I could like I my my I think this is a, a general experience of you you when you first start playing it your high score you're getting is like 26 and you're like mm -hmm. oh, okay what's the what's the high score of the world i'm sure that's like a hundred and you look and it's like a million and you're like what am i missing and there's such a big um like skill uh, skill there, there there's a really big skill skill ceiling and like skill ramp to get there i don't know if skill ramp is a term it but, is now. It's cool. It's fitting for, for surfing. Yeah. But, like, you start off so bad at the game, and you really start to get better. Like, like it, 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 it's so rewarding to get better and better at this surfing game in a way I really wasn't anticipating in any, any major way. Because when I start, first started playing it, I was like, oh, it's a bummer, like, just like a score a, a score attack game is one of the first two games with my play date. I was really hoping for like two adventure games or whatever. And then I started to get good at it. And now I can't stop playing it. And it's honestly, I I genuinely think it's one of the best designed score attack games I've played in a very long time. It's yeah, so Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's so hard to good. put down. It's hard to put down. Something I think that is like a really something that that I think is to its advantage is that it is very simple. It mm -hmm. is there's so few variables for you to worry about at any given time. It's just you need to get enough air to do your 360s once when you leave the wave. You need to land with your nose down. You need to avoid the 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 wave that the, the, like the end of the wave that's crashing down on you. And you need to make sure you don't hit the bottom of the screen and land into the water. And also you need to, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, Sam, the, the wave gets shorter over time. What do you mean? Like lower? Yeah. No, I have not gotten that far. <laughs> it eventually, the level ends. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the, huh. the, the high scores are like... <laughs> Like, like, um, I was gonna say relatively low, but, like, comparatively mm. to, like, I'm level 22 in the world, and I just need to, like, if I doubled my score, I would be number one. Okay, I did see I, that they were, like, roughly the same at that point. Yeah. That makes like, sense. Like, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it really, like, once when you get to, like, getting really high scores, it's kind of, a, like, an area of, like, oh, no, I really need to make all three of my lives count. Because I, I, like, need to score enough points before the wave ends. When that becomes your problem, it's like, it feels like you're playing a different video game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I love games that, like, have, like, very few things to worry about. Like, that's what I loved about Super Hot is that Super Hot was very, like, if you shoot someone, it kills them in, in one go. Mm -hmm. But if you, if like, you get shot, it's one. Yeah, if you get shot, it's one. If you punch them, it's two, etc., etc. Like, everything was color-coded. Like, I love mm -hmm. games like that that are very much just, like, simple to a point, and then because of its simplicity, it's able to expand their core concept out into, like, really uh, nuanced gameplay. I really love this game. We've been talking about a surfing game for a very long time, <laughs> but it's a very good surfing game. It is. Everything on the play date deserves its time in the sun because it's all really good. It 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 does. Um, 
I know you haven't beaten this game yet. I beat it two days ago. Um, let's talk about Casual Birder. Yeah, let's. That's um, the one I was most excited to hop into when I got it. Yeah, Casual Birder, it is a kind of like an action, well, not action, just like kind of an adventure game. Uh, it, it reminds me of Link's Awakening, just kind of like the parts of Link's Awakening that is just you talking to, what is it called? The 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 trade quest, or the trading sequence in Link's Awakening, where you just need to like kind of talk to all the villagers and find out what each one wants and go from there it really reminds me of that it's um it's a bird photography game where a uh, casual bird photography game i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's right there in the name how could you forget that yes it has a very very charming story of like there's like a team rocket Mm -hmm. there's a team rocket of birders out there and they're causing a ruckus and basically in order to to photograph each bird you need to solve little puzzles and do trading quests and do this and that it's it's very simple it's charming um, it's it's well it's, written um yes 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 it's, it, like, it's got some wholesome moments it really succeeds in being an extremely charming uh game boy-esque game like it really <laughs> The, the, out, out of all the games we talked about so far, it feels the most like a Game Boy game. Yeah, in, I think like, that's the, why I was looking forward to playing it because I haven't touched anything like that in in such a long time. It, it felt nostalgic just going in. Yeah, and what I what I love is that the um, I actually like had a bit of trouble solving some of the puzzles, and when you finally figure it out, it feels so good. Um, yeah, I, I I really loved it. There's not a lot to say. Something I love is really good use of the crank in this game, mm-hmm. which is the crank just focuses the camera, which sounds very throwaway, but it's very cool to see pixel art get uh, put in and out of focus. It never gets old. It always yeah. looks, it always looks like technologically, um, it like it. <laughs> Like I'll see if I'll I'll see that um, alloy has like peach fuzz and be like whatever and then I'll see pixel art. Please, get... it's it's alloy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that alloy. Thank you. Ha- has peach fuzz and I'll be like whatever. <laughs> that's not that's not technologically uh, impressive. And then I'll see pixel art get like put in and out of focus, and I'll be like, "Hold my hat." Yeah, the things people are pulling off with this this little system is yeah, it's, uh, it's already, amazing. It's already awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. Not that the games now are are lacking, but the games in one year are going to be bananas. Oh my! Oh my goodness! I can't wait. I am yeah. so excited. And uh, Sam, I'm gonna take a big sip of my water. Why don't you tell? the lovely listeners about Kranken's time travel adventure. Oh, okay. Um, so this is a week two game for season one. Kranken's, is that what it's called? Kranken's time travel adventure? Something like that. I think so. Um, this one is played entirely with the crank. Uh, you are a little robot. Um, maybe not robot, a little wind-up toy. <laughs> um, he's something. He's a, he's a dude with a, a windy, you know, screw on his back. Um, and you are just trying to uh, get to your date on time. Um, so each date is a different level, and um, you just use the crank to move time forwards and backwards. Crankin, is that his name? I guess so. Yeah, it's uh, Crankin and Crankette. Oh, yes, you're right. Um, so Crankin has like these uh, obstacles he has to get through. Sometimes he'll bend down to smell a flower, and sometimes he'll have to do... I don't know, vaulting, uh, just to get to his date. And um, there are, what are the words? Obstacles? Are, yeah, they're, they're bad guys. Bad guys being butterflies <laughs> and birds and pigs. Uh, so you have to, like, manipulate time uh, to get Crank and to do certain actions um, so you don't get whacked, because if you get hit once by anything, you have to restart the level. Uh, and you're just trying to get to the end, just trying to get to your date. And it never goes right until... I'm assuming there's a last date. I haven't finished it yet, mm-hmm. um, but it is. Uh, it's pretty difficult. It's yeah. It's it. It is. It makes Elden Ring 
look like freaking Elmo's letter hunt. <laughs> like, it is date nine. I'm stuck on date nine. It is a date where simply you need to outrun a army of pigs. Literal pigs. This is not like anthropomorphic pigmen. <laughs> it's just pigs. It's just and a stream to, of pigs. And you have to outrun them by cranking your crank real hard. And yeah. this level is so notorious that they had to patch it to be easier. And the patch notes simply read, Reduced Pig Velocity. <laughs> Which I will say, I'm calling my shot now. I will be labeling this episode Reduced Pig Velocity. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> and since we are not saying the phrase Reduced Pig Velocity until 40 or so minutes in, it means they have to sit through whatever we talked about. Yeah, find the nugget. This. Yeah, they're like, oh, we gotta find out why this pig velocity got reduced. <laughs> For good reason. Um, people were worried that they were going to like break their cranks or their playdates. I made it through level 9. My playdate is still intact. It's fine. There's no no damage. I'm sure they tested it. Uh, but it, it was a little um, ridiculous, the speed I, at which you had to, to crank. I still can't crank fast. I can't figure out like how to crank fast enough. Like I can't. I think what I did is I turned it on its side. <laughs> and I grabbed the playdate. And at like a 90 degree angle and I just went to town. It did take a couple tries. Um, yeah, they, they did have to reduce the pig velocity. It was <laughs> it was amazing. It was thrilling. It was. Well, I'm still you, not done. You, I don't know how long this is, but you know, I'm getting getting my season one money worth out of it. <laughs> yeah, I heard I, I I think that um beating the beating the date nine, the pig level uh, before the patch, I think that is similar to beating Radon in Elden Ring before they patched him to be easier. Thank you. I will. I will take credit for that. And I did Radon before he was patched, so we're both so epic there you gamers. Go. We're... <laughs> um, before we move on, because we're we only got about like uh, fifteen minutes or so to before the podcast is over. Hmm. Um. Are there any other Playdate games you want to talk about? Is, is anything else you sideloaded and have been playing? Uh, let me check. I've really just been um, digging into Bloom a lot. I have mm -hmm. played a decent amount of uh, Playtress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is just Tetris. But, you know, Tetris is great. It's timeless. Um, I did download that, too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, before the play, or before I got my play date, it was shipped, and I saw on the subreddit that um, actually it, Wario sixty four tweeted it. Uh, a, a joke that's worth ninety nine cents came out. Um, oh, I, I got that. If, yes, have you played it? Uh, I played it for like three seconds, and I was so bad at it that I'm like, I will come back to you when I am okay prepared. Yes, I've been playing that. That one is you are just using the crank to try to keep a little a little man in the air, and every time uh, you hit him correctly, he'll hit a star, and then the star will trigger the next line of dialogue in this single joke. Um, mm -hmm. I have not beat it. It's really hard. Uh, it's got a cute little song, though, a catchy song, and a, a very nice narration, um, which I believe there's like a bunch of different takes of because <laughs> you fail a lot. Um, and the, the narrator's voice does change, so they must have recorded a bunch of, of lines for that. Um, that's fun. And something very short but um, fun that I've been playing, I sent this to you the other day, is, oh, I can't even read this name, uh, Supercorp Tax Evader, or Avoider, oh, yes. sorry. Um, this one feels like a little WarioWare. Um, what do they call them, WarioWare? They're not mini-games. Uh, micro games. Yes, it feels like a micro game. Uh, you are just a <laughs> a guy in an office, and you are shredding documents with the crank uh, before your lawyer comes in. And he'll <laughs> and there's like really funny dialogue, and he'll just like s s you know throw the door open and be like, "What are you doing in here?" Um, and you have to <laughs> you have to fit, like manually put the crank away, and when you do that, it'll. Uh, trigger the the paper shredder to go away, and your guy's just sitting there with his his hands together. Um, Oh, it's really good. It's really this. cute. You're that's just trying to shred really as many pieces of paper. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, so, you know, props to whoever made that. Uh, that's kind of all I have sunk my teeth into at this point. I, I did um, 
sideload uh, something called Pictoad Collection. Mm. It's just a little collection of um, puzzle games. Um, one is this very interesting sort of um, not very similar to Tetris, but it does have like pieces falling, and you have to like every all the shapes that are this like like it's like a match two sort of thing, but you're like moving rows over. Um, it's just a free collection of a couple different Tetris slash Poyo Poyo, like that genre of puzzle game, not like an adventure puzzle game. But it's it, it's it's good. I really enjoy it. I haven't mm-hmm. played it that much. I downloaded it last night, so I haven't had time to really jump into it. But I really like the little bit I played, and I got um, a game called Bomber Panda. It Ooh, is, I have not heard of that one. It is simply Bomberman, but a panda. Okay. And I played. A few, <laughs> I'm into it. I played like a level or two of it last night, and I said, "This is Bomberman, but a panda." I have no notes. Thank you very much. <laughs> it does what it says on the on the box. <laughs> yes, and I do. Before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to Boogie Loops, yes. which is the second game of week two. But um, I don't know if you have anything to say about it. I don't because it is a like a a, a music maker, like in the vein of Mario Paint. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I have no musical talent, so I have not touched it. <laughs> Yeah, I only put a couple minutes into it. Um, I I know I'm going to have to sit down at some point and actually, like, learn the software um, because it is much more in-depth than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I like about Boogie Loops is that uh, the Playdate was, I believe, designed and engineered by Teenage Teenage Engineering, um, Mm -hmm. who are known for making very, like, stylistic uh, musical instruments and synthesizers. I have one of their little the synths. Um, so this thing looks really nice with that. And Boogie Loops is essentially just a much smaller, more compact version of, of something Teenage Engineering would, would uh, include with their synth. Um, so it's cute to have that on the go. So I, I, I will have to sit down and play with this more. I've seen, your, I've seen your synth and I did not realize it was by Teenage Engineering. Yeah. That's I'll send awesome. you a picture because they're very cute together. Oh, I, I, that's that's so cool! I, yeah. I love that. That is part of the reason I was so invested in the playdate because I loved Untitled Goose Game. That's all I knew Panic from, and I will try to support Teenage Engineering any way I can. Um, their stuff is very expensive, so maybe not financially, but this was <laughs> <laughs> this was affordable. The playdate, uh, so will, yeah, their their design is is lovely. Yes, I will support from afar exactly. <laughs> so that that's actually how I found out about the playdate was through them. Wow. Yeah, so it's a nice little, uh, maybe not homage, a, but and it's a nice I, connection. And I found out about uh, Teenage Engineering through the play date. so look at this. It was there a perfect you go. collab. It brought people from each side of the aisle together. Yeah. So, Sammy boy, we got about 10 minutes left. Okay. What? Do, uh, I, I, I think we should hit on the one news story. I don't think this is going to be a sort of podcast where we talk about news a lot, but I do want to talk about this because it is a, it is bananas. It's a banana sandwich story. Um, Square Enix has sold Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and uh, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kane. They to, sold Thief. They they sold Thief. <laughs> That's the biggest loss here. <laughs> I did not see that included in the list. <laughs> uh, to Embracer Group for $300 million. A steal. So this, is, this is why it's so bananas. <laughs> if you want to make $300 million from Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, you know how you do that? <laughs> Tell me. You just release a Tomb Raider and Deus Ex game every so often. Whoa. Like, it's so... It's so... This makes no sense to me. The two... All... Like, the recent Tomb Raider games all sold extremely well. Yeah, it's a wild decision. And every time they would sell, like, much better than you would expect them to sell. And then Square Enix would have a press release where they were like, 
Actually, um, they didn't sell enough, and also it was cringe, also L, also ratio. And I was like, what? Now, Um, uh, pray tell, why did they sell these? (laughs) Great question, Sam. (laughs) They sold these so that they could, like, better finance blockchain endeavors. Mm, Yes, of course. So anyway, they just took a bunch of money threw it in a trash can and then lit the trash can on fire shouts out to square enix no one does it better than you (laughs) it's so true speaking of square enix also yuji naka um creator of balan wonderworld uh had a or is it wonderland no it's wonderworld i think it's wonderworld because wonderland sounds better and it's not that That's honestly how I remember it. <laughs> That's how I used to remember it, but Wonder World has become so ingrained into me. <laughs> I have I have Stockholm Syndrome with it now. That That's the one that sounds more normal. Yeah. He basically, there's not a lot to say here. I just think it's very uh, interesting <laughs> that he released a, like a Twitter thread. That was just like, hey, what's up, everybody? Just so you know, I did sue Square Enix. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care about gamers. They don't care about if their games are good or not. Anyway, Yuji Naka out. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Yeah, he was like, Stan Rodia the Sky Soldier. (laughs) I was like, I guess. Yeah, it was very interesting seeing that um, play out. Because the game's been out, what, a a year? A little over a year at this point, right? came out last March? February? Mm -hmm. Sometime last year. Um, And I I do feel a little bad about being so harsh, you know, back then. But it is still a bad game. It's a bad game. It was my (laughs) most anticipated game of that year. That makes me very sad. It made me so sad that it was a bad game. Like, I was rooting for it so hard. Oh Yeah. What, what were it, the reasons he stated in, in his thread? I don't super remember. Something about music? That was I one of them. Er, yeah, there was, there was something going on about, um, like, they weren't, like, like Square Enix was posting remixes of original compositions or something. Hmm. And he was saying, like, hey, why don't we use the original compositions? I'm, I don't remember exactly. Um I, I added this to the podcast notes at the last second, so I wasn't. I don't. I I have a news article up about the Square Enix uh, Tomb Raider thing, but not this. That's fine. That's the bigger story. I just yeah, love talking the, about Balan Wonderworld anytime yeah, I, I can. I just wanted to to also bring this up just to point out that Square Enix has had a terrible week. <laughs> but also, I do like in the middle of this, they just the 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 director. I don't know if it was the director or one of the producers. A Final Fantasy 16 was just like, yeah, we're pretty much done with it. Whoa, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I didn't know that game was announced. Um, yeah, no, the, the someone working on, I cannot remember if it was a producer or director. Like I said, I don't have this in the notes either. Yeah, it's fine. But they were like, yeah. This isn't pretty- a new show. We're pretty much done with it. And I was like, what? You, <laughs> you haven't shown like anything. You showed one trailer. They're just coasting. It takes a long time to print discs, you know? It's just like, yeah, we're, we're, we're near the end of production. I was like, wow. Okay. Good now, for Sam. Yeah. It's time for the real main event. I was lying earlier. We have, <laughs> we're about at an hour, but we need to discuss the Ratchet and Clank movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the reason that we were going to talk about this is that we were going to talk about how you played Ratchet and Clank you were playing the new Ratchet and Clank game. Yes. I'm, I, I'm we, close to the end. It's my first Ratchet time, and Clank. We don't have time for that. That's not important Boo. now. No, it's not. Just <laughs> some context. Talk, we, need to, we need to talk about the, the main attraction, which is, of course, the Ratchet and Clank movie from 2016. 2016. <laughs> so, I love that you watched it. Mm-hmm. Le, did you say last Today. Night? Today. Yep, this morning. <laughs> so me and Jamie watched it. Me, Jamie's my roommate, my best friend, and well, well, excuse me. What? Huh? Sam, 
Me and Jamie, every day before they leave for work, we give each other, we give each other a kiss on the cheek. Aww. Can you say the same? Well, we don't live together. We don't. Another another point in Jamie's <laughs> you're, Okay, you're, back to the movie. You're writing your own obituary, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, me, I, I, it makes sense for you to watch it because you were just like, I don't know, I'm playing the game. I was not in the middle of playing Ratchet and Clank. No. Me and Jamie were as far as I can tell, you have no interest in Ratchet and Clank. You did not like no. this most recent game. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just thought it was okay. I was like, yeah. whatever. It was like like a turkey sandwich. I was like, you know, what? It got me. It got me to my protein goal for the day. But you know, yeah, it does what gonna, it needs to do. I'm not gonna tell my mom about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, me and Jamie were just looking at Netflix, and we were just like, I don't know. You want to watch Ratchet and Clank? Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you watched this movie too, because I'm so curious if you agree. I. I, I I'm so curious if you agree with my assessment of it, which is, I don't know any movie that is, I don't know any movie that is, like, of this quality level. It is so neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. It is so, like, I, 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 I closed the video player on netflix and i immediately forgot what happened in it that's that was my exact takeaway i did not i still i watched it hours ago i do not remember a single thing that happened in that movie um it wasn't bad uh no exactly but it's i guess this is how you feel about ration clank as a whole huh um yeah it's kind of just like an hour and a half and then it's done and then you move on with your day you know when people are like, well, actually, celery uh, is so low calorie that the calories you expend eating it um, actually means that it's zero calories. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. And I still don't. <laughs> I don't think that's true scientifically. But that's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's I did not gain or lose memory because I watched this movie. <laughs> I simply passed time. <laughs> Oh, it's such an interesting movie. It's such it like was. a <laughs> like like it's just so it's just it's so it like it's so it's like <laughs> what it's I find there. Fasc- it's so there. What I find fascinating <laughs> about it is that it's like very it, it's a video game adaptation that no one liked. But it didn't like no stray from the for. source material. It didn't. It, it no one asked for it, and it didn't stray from the source material in really any way. <laughs> like, like usually when people hate a sort a, a, a video game adaptation, they're like, "Well, this is you turned Monster Hunter into an isekai, or <laughs> you, you turned Mario into Blade Runner, or etc." Yeah, it's usually that they made changes. They did not make changes here. They simply just did nothing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I know exactly one big Ratchet & Clank fan. Um, this movie came out when I was in college and we were roommates uh, at the time. And to this day, I know that he has not watched it because it, there's... <laughs> <laughs> He's like a really big... The other day, he was like, I don't know which is my favorite series, Uncharted or Ratchet & Clank. And it's like, have you seen the movie? Because... I don't know if that if you need to to be a fan like <laughs> I don't know who it was even for yeah. I don't even like I think what they were hoping to accomplish is what the Sonic movie has accomplished mm. which is just kind of like get a bunch of kids who don't know about the video game series and just like make them be like whoa Ratchet is cool yeah except he didn't even do anything cool <laughs> No, exactly. That's they were just hoping people would watch this movie and be like, "Whoa!" Run out and buy the ratchet. The game. I gotta play these games. Yeah. But I just kind of watched it and was like, "Huh? Yeah. I think I need to do my taxes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put it on the background and you do other things, and that's fine. Um, also, just an observation, not a knock or anything, because this came out in 2016. But it was interesting when the new game came out last year, and people were like, "It looks." like a Pixar movie in, that you're playing. And it, uh, the new game, I've been playing it, not to brag, in the like 40 FPS mode, like 4K ray tracing everything, it does genuinely look better than that movie. 
which oh, is no, crazy. It absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. The movie doesn't look bad. It is six years old, but like, wow, they've they've come a long way. Yeah, you know that's the weird thing is that the movie actually looks good. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no like, if you were just on paper like they made a Ratchet and Clank movie, no one really liked it. You'd be like, oh, let me guess, blah 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 blah, and it's like, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i find it so fascinating they're like oh did they change the art style did they did no. they like make it low budget did they change the story in any significant mm-hmm. way and it's like actually no no it's all there it's got john goodman and bella thorne and <laughs> sylvester stallone <laughs> what more could you want uh, seriously my perfect cast and like i don't have notes i'm not just like you should have. no done exactly this. i'm kind of just like i don't know guys <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel a little bad. They teased the sequel at the end, and then I do not believe that is in the works. <laughs> I'm sure no, I would have I watched it if is. it did come out in six years. I, I, I think it is in the works. I think they've been in the labs cooking for six years. <laughs> they're like, get a load of this, gang. <sighs> a masterpiece. Instant classic. <laughs> all yeah, right. that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I love that we ended on such a mean note. <laughs> no, not mean. Um, Just uh, lukewarm. Yes, I I like that we we filled that hour, baby. We really were able to. We we were. I was really worried that we would like peter out like a half hour in or something. And that flew by, and we only touched uh, two things on my list, and I have like ten more things. So yeah, yeah I guess me- we got plenty of fodder for next time. Exactly. That's that's on my list too. I was really yeah. excited to talk to you about Assassin's Creed, the original Oof. Assassins, because that's I hinted. Oh, I teased it earlier yeah, in the podcast. Did. I said earlier. Earlier, I was like, "Ooh, I stopped playing Lego Star Wars because of a game we'll talk about later." That was Assassin's Creed one, the first one, two thousand seven. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> game that is, um, I think, old enough to vote. Mm. <laughs> I'm not That's good at close. math. <laughs> We're getting there. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. That will be the only game we talk about. We'll get yeah. all into Altair. How how nothing is true, everything is permitted, or whatever he says. Thank God. We'll find um, more playdate games. Yes, we're gonna talk about week three next week. Mm-hmm. Week three, Assassin's Creed. I'm sure there'll be. Uh, maybe I will play more of Ghostwire Tokyo to talk because I have been playing a little bit of that. Not enough to talk about yet, but maybe I'll play more. Yeah, I'll be bringing some uh, some heat to the table, such as uh, <laughs> <laughs> Neopets and. Oh, I forgot we had to talk. We had to talk about Neopets. That's, that's that's okay. See, that can happen at literally any time. Most things on my list can. They are not time sensitive. The only thing that was was Halo, but I haven't even touched it yet, so that's fine wonderful wonderful i'll play are are you playing the new season is that what you're going to talk about yeah all right i will play a little bit before next week and we will debrief okay got some homework all right so this has been the first episode of our podcast hopefully i can edit it into something listenable but if it sounds like an assorted uh jumble of noises and words that's because it is week yeah, come back for next week, and uh, maybe I'll get better at editing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Screen Crunch podcast with Olive and Sam. Sam, do you want to give your uh, your classic goodbye? Um, yeah, uh, I've been waiting this whole time. Stay funky.